0: Of Dragons Gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of Dragons Gaming
1: Podcast, podcast for everyone's day. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the podcast, the video game podcast that all you commuters listen to. This week, the Immortal Elders are driving spirits to Valhalla. The news is full of hype. Our topic is just outside your peripheral vision. And our dragon this week keeps things fair. CEO, William Duvet. And as always, I'm the guy who's yelling at you because you're in the left lane and doing the speed limits. Brian. And I'm
0: just a kid who's making the perfect fisherman's pie for his grandma. Also, my grandma is a hedgehog. My name is Troy.
2: I promised myself I wouldn't, but then I did. And I'm
3: Manda.
4: I'm the guy that plays late, late games, Lewis.
3: And I'm the one that likes the gods with their monsters, you know, to have a little spice to them. Joe.
1: Hey, hey, guys. So you had another week? Yeah, spicy week. Yeah, spicy week. You had another uh, week of possible technical difficulties? We'll find out once we're done recording. That's the spicy (laughs) part. Yeah. (laughs) Add a little hot peppers
0: in there. What the people Red at home legs don't legs.
2: know is we have a giant wheel of misfortune, which we spin, and then every week it lands on some type of technical difficulty, and then we, we adventure through it.
0: Let's go ahead and spin that wheel right now, Manny. Let's do it. Smallpox is back.
2: Oh. Oh. Bad audio cords. Yay.
1: It was weird. Last year, when we spun it on January 1st, it just said... 2020, and we didn't know what that yeah. meant. We were like, oh, is that like hindsights? What, what do you guys you think? Oh, we should learn oh. just not to spin this board. It,
2: it was weird because right? every time we spun it that year, it just landed on 2020. I think there were some magnets
0: involved. <laughs> I call shenanigans. <laughs>
1: shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Let's get into our games this week. <laughs> what are you playing? Yeah. And you know what, Lewis? What, what did you play this week? Fill us in.
4: This week, I finally hopped on that train that you've all been riding for a little bit, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla train. I did it. It cost me only $5. Thank you, PSN. Wait, 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 wait what? Hmm? What's
0: that? $5? Oh, yeah, yeah, ha- yeah. Ha- did you steal it? No, he got that
2: murderer's <laughs> discount. Oh,
0: okay. Murder enough enough. Uh, in-game
4: enemies. I. I you know what? Exactly, it truly was a murderer's discount because I had purchased the game um, Man Eater. Okay. And uh, then that game became free this month, and they're like, "Hey, we saw that you bought it before it became free, so here's your money back." That's really considerate. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm like, that's a thing that they're doing. Was it? This is PlayStation, right? This is PlayStation, and I'm like, you've never done this before. Oh my god! But I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not going to question
0: why there's 40 bucks in my pocket. I'm going to say gonna thank you it.
4: and go, "Oh, and it's Asa- <laughs> and wait, Assassin's Creed is also on discount this week?" Oh, that's right. Okay. Ooh. Nice. So, uh so yeah, so that's why I bought it. 5 bucks and uh, I've been enjoying it. Um it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I have some minor technical problems with it beyond glitches, just things that are already a part yeah. of the game. That I'm like, yeah. that's that's weird. Like there's Sure. Like <laughs> one minor pet peeve where your weapon shrinks and grows in size when you pull it out. Like it becomes oh, oh, like no, no, a little no. keychain when you put <laughs> when you put it <laughs> Lewis, on your Lewis.
0: Hip. It's it's blessed by the gods. Oh. That's
4: not this any ordinary
0: <laughs> No, like no, that's, no. What you see is, that's that, Thor's whip.
2: is that you're not actually in reality. You're in a, a, a computer yes. simulation of reality. Mm-hmm. So there just isn't enough disk space for your weapon to be that size unless you're actively using it. Assassin's <laughs> Creed is second. the only video game that gets to do whatever they want because you're essentially actually in a video, <laughs> in a game, video game. So they can make up any yeah. excuse. It's like, no, they just couldn't. The animus couldn't render it right. Like, and, in say? reality
1: all the yeah, the glitches that you're experiencing aren't you it's actually the player character experiencing yep. them in because the animus. the animus has got so much you know problems with it it's not a glitch I, it's I a feature to- you
3: know when i was playing the game initially There were moments that the animus parts of it were happening and I did not realize that was what was happening. I thought an actual glitch in the game was happening. I was like, oh, man, that is a weird thing. It's too, oh, wait a minute.
4: Smart design.
3: This is real broken. Oh, never mind.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) This was meant to happen. I want you all to know
4: that I hate you and your explanation for things that shouldn't be the way they are because you know it's true, but you just like to be funny. So, there's that. <laughs> oh, no, man. It doesn't get more truer than this. This is the real truth. <laughs> it really doesn't.
1: But you're enjoying the game, though?
4: Yeah, the game is fun. It, it is fun. I do, because in this Assassin's Creed, you are a Viking, I never sneak. I make it my oh, yeah. goal. Never. Like, any time they say, oh, sneak, I go, I'm a Viking, so no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never. Yeah. I never. No matter, even if, like, the opportunity is perfect for it, if I am outmanned, no. I'm going to just kill everyone. <laughs> so I'm yeah. enjoying it. I can't wait to see how the game goes.
1: Nice. Nice. And I think with this game, I think we've talked about this game almost as much as, like, Animal Crossing just over the weeks. Like, you know, it's like every other week one of us picks it up and starts playing it or something like that. It's just really crazy. And it also yeah. never ends. <laughs> it just doesn't, no. <laughs> All right. So that was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And then what about you, Joe? What did you play this week?
3: I went back to playing Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Nice. I really love it. I don't know what it is. It's just kind of goofy and silly. The voice acting's terrible, and it's it's just it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, I decided I was like, all right, I'm gonna push through. I'm gonna open up all of the map. I'm gonna do all these things, and then I didn't do any of those things. I just got like sidetracked by like going into vaults and doing little tomb things and. I, I don't know what it is, but I really like hitting trees and having apples. Like, not even apples. They're pomegranates. The pomegranates hit the floor, and then you pick them up, and they glow, and then you make potions out of them, and you bring yourself back. I started learning how to use potions this week. Pomegranates oh. are the best.
4: Nice.
3: Oh, my gosh. They, like, It made the game. It broke everything. Like yeah. Things that used to be. I, I really should have been using potions oh. a lot sooner. I don't know why I wasn't. But there's like a health one. Are
0: pomegranates the fruit with a bunch of seeds? Like a bunch, a bunch of seeds? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. I've never eaten one. I'd like to one day. Yeah, they're like they're cranberries. pretty
2: good. They they're
1: taste pretty like good. cranberries. The
2: seeds? Yeah. No, you don't eat... Well, I guess you do eat the seeds, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Yeah, the seeds are like the fruits, pretty much. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you know, I have a sneaking suspicion that ubisoft knows how to make open world games don't quote me (laughs) i just have a feeling that they do
3: (laughs) what's kind of great about that is that uh, a friend of the podcast was playing and we were chatting about it and i i was telling him it's a really silly game that nothing in the game really matters and i don't know why i like it so much i just do and i had just been playing assassin's creed before that i had been playing ghost of tsushima so it's like open world was all my life for the last year and he felt the exact same way he was like, "It was great." He's like, "It was everything that I didn't like about Assassin's Creed made funny."
4: It was, <laughs> wow! It,
3: it really and it really is like it's it's anything you don't like about whatever happened in Assassin's Creed when it happens in this game, or it, they just kind of made it like a giant joke. Wow! So I liked it. I like it a lot. It's a it, great game. Well,
0: didn't you send us a very interesting picture about like a with a pig and a chicken or something? What was what was yes. that about?
3: Okay, so slight spoileriness to it, uh, it's, it has a lot to do with Greek gods. So uh, Typhon, one of the main titans in, in Greek mythology, uh, actually threw all the gods out of Olympus and he took over. So he then turned a bunch of the gods into random things, <gasps> essentially.
0: Yes. So he
3: turned Ares into a chicken. Fitting. And I sent you guys <laughs> a picture of the chicken and a giant bear playing checkers because oh, I that's wanted to play Orlog. <laughs> and they were playing checkers instead of Orlog. And I found it so funny that I was like, I guess this is just their thing. They always have to add a game into their games. <laughs> I love it. This is beautiful. It. And it, the big giant bear is so cute, and it protects the chicken Ares because he could actually die now because he's mortal inside a chicken. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's uh, angry,
3: and he's like talking like he's a mob boss inside that. <laughs> that story
0: right there is probably the biggest selling point for Immortals Phoenix Rising that I've heard so far. <laughs> of that course, sounds it is. amazing. Of course, it is.
1: Yeah,
3: I love the game. It's really fun. I have, I can't even explain why it's so fun because it's really goofy, but yeah. it's just great.
1: Great. Great. All right. So I was Immortals, Phoenix Rising. You know, I will go next. Uh, This week, I played the fascinating game of traffic in real life. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, Joe and I had a a drive up to New York this week. And so we are down in the south of Florida. So we uh, we had quite the journey up, uh, if you will. And uh, because of said journey, I really didn't play any games this week. Uh, but I did play the the fascinating game of, huh? Is that a cop or is that a disabled vehicle? Uh, is, oh. this, uh, person... <laughs> <laughs> is this person is this person just going slow because they hate me? I don't know. Uh... <laughs> How many hours did
0: you spend on the road this week? Um, Approximately.
1: So we drove there and back. This is and to the New trip York, was right? Roughly like. Yeah, to New York. So the, the the trip is roughly nineteen hours. Nineteen Yo. to twenty hours. And Joe and I did split it. But man. Wow. That's it was like
0: rough. that's like one triple A open world game or like four indie games,
1: man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was real life Ubisoft, all right. Real because... life Ubisoft.
3: <laughs> there were glitches everywhere. There was people deciding that that going, you know, half of the speed limit in the fast lane was the way to go. It was clearly a glitch.
4: Obviously,
1: there was the things where it's just like, is that a deer? Why is a deer right there? I don't. I, is that is that intentional? How did it get there?
3: <laughs> is that 30 deer? Did a glitch just happen? That yeah. is 30 deer.
0: It was 30 deer. <laughs> Wait, did you guys actually come across a herd of deers? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah oh, while we're
4: driving wow. back. Goodness. Damn. You guys this got was, the, special also... the special achievement. special <laughs> achievement.
1: Did you get a trophy? Did it pop up? Yeah. <laughs> I like to say this was late at night. However, because it's winter time and this is also up north, um, it gets real dark real early. So this is only like 7.30 at night. Weird. Uh, but it's basically pitch black. And there's just deer directly next to the highway while you're going, you know, 70 miles an hour. You know, obviously obeying the speed limit. Uh, while you're going 70 miles an hour, you're like, ah, let me turn on the high beams. That's a whole lot of deer. Uh-oh. <laughs> I hope they, they all just look at you. Their grazing. eyes glow
0: red. They're like...
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: vampire deer, obviously. This is where we're at now.
1: <laughs> obviously.
0: Would it be that surprising, to be
1: honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe's like, what what god's trapped in you? What is it? <laughs> uh but yeah, that was that was my game this week. The real life game of traffic.
3: Frogger, if you will. Frogger, if you will.
1: <laughs> and it was probably one of the longest games I played this year. It was it was rough. <laughs> Uh, So yeah, that was mine. Uh, What about you, Amanda? What did you play?
2: Well, I promised myself I wouldn't buy any more Elder Scrolls games because I never finished them, but Greymoor came out, and I was on the home screen, and I (laughs) hovered over it, and it was only $16, and it's not my fault. I agree. So I did buy Greymoor for the Elder Scrolls Online, and it's great because it's Skyrim. It's
0: more. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go home now. Who yep. wouldn't
2: want to buy Skyrim for a third time? Right. Certainly not me. So, uh, uh, The game's been a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, it's just still Elder Scrolls Online. I'm playing the same character, so I have this exact same skill set that I've had for like four years. Uh, but they did implement some new things. Like what? They have these cool daily tasks that you can do where you do these, uh, what they call Harrow Storms. There's this giant tornado and you have to kill a bunch of mobs in a certain amount of time. And they're very difficult, so you have to get like a group to do it. Um, and then they added scrying, which is super fun. Is they give you like little hints sometimes. Like bad guys will drop them, and they're like little scrolls. Uh, and then you open the scroll and you solve a puzzle. And then based on how well you do on the puzzle, there's a few different locations in the map that will pop up. And one of those locations has a rare item, so you can like run over there and then like, dig a hole in the ground. And then there's another puzzle. It's just it's just fun to kind of like. It sounds like
0: you're like a like a like a paleontologist or like an archaeologist.
2: Very much like that, because Vikings, because that Skyrim is Vikings. Oh, gosh, the Age of the Vikings. Vikings is are now. famous for the archaeology. That's <laughs> that's fact. Viking fact. Viking
0: and that's fact. a Viking fact. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but aside from that, it, it's very similar. It's more uh, of the same thing that I liked, and then also Skyrim. But then, as you know, beyond that, it's just the same.
1: Isn't Skyrim, like, if you look it up in, like, the, like the dictionary, it's just more? Like it's, it's just, more. just like that's 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 the definition of Skyrim, just more? <laughs> Skyrim's
2: just caught in a time loop, and we're not allowed out of it.
0: So every time a
2: new console comes out, there's going to be a Skyrim. It was oh,
0: really gosh. cool hearing uh, Mandy as she was playing this expansion to Elder Scrolls because she's so familiar with the Skyrim game to speak, just like know her way around. Oh, yeah.
2: It was weird to buy a new DLC and instantly know where everything is. They're like, hey, you have to go to mm-hmm. um, you know, Martha I, Obviously, I can't say them, but I know what they're spelled <laughs> like. Uh, and then I was like, oh, that's over here. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> There's like a familiarity with it. Yeah.
2: Which is fun because El- Elder Scrolls in general is nonsense. It's always like, <laughs> oh, the, the Blood Cult coven needs you to land on the moon because of monsters and uh, RK. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> but now because it's Skyrim, it's like I've lived in that world for such a long time. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah RK, I get it. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know where he lives.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, oh,
4: yeah, I know, I know where the Blood Cult guy lives. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: die. yeah, we're tight. All right. All right.
4: Oh, you mean right, cool. Seth? So that was, uh... He's my homie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Seth is totally a guy who would be in a blood cult. I, I'm
1: Seth. Do you like blood?
0: Do you like your blood?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so it's that funny. was uh, Elder Scrolls Greymore.
2: Yes, uh, ESO
1: Greymore. Cool, cool. And then lastly, Troy, what did you play this week?
0: I got to finish the game Spiritfarer
1: i love that game
0: yes it is a game that is in my top 10 favorite list of 2020 i mean 2020 i promise i wouldn't hit those t's that hard this week damn it (laughs) (laughs) um spirit fair is a cozy management game about dying (laughs) so perfect perfect it is it's made by thunder lotus games um which is an indie game which i'll talk about more later in the podcast but in this game you play as Stella who is a fairy master to the deceased. You you like hook up this boat to explore the world, you befriend and care for spirits and then like and like take care of them. Like imagine you're on like this cruise and then you look around and you realize that you're the only one working this cruise. <laughs> you're the cook, you're the the events planner, you have to fish, you have to farm, you, have to, you, you it's all up to you. And people come onto your cruise, and they have demands. You
2: forgot the most important job. Hugging? Yes, hugging.
4: <laughs> that is a Hugs. job. So,
0: so you pick up these spirits who are on these islands, and they're a little bit lost and kind of stuck in a routine. And you kind of break them out of this routine, and they're just like these, these like, faceless husks. And when they get on your ship, they shed their husks to show, like, their inner spirit animal, whether it's a frog or a deer or a lion and they kind of have these wants and needs. They have favorite foods. They have like their last passion. they were trying to see through. And it's your job as the fairy master of the dead, a la like uh, was it Charon, the Greek, mm-hmm. the Greek fairy master, Charon, with the Grim a C-H. Reaper. Yeah, Charon. Um, it's your duty to like put their spirits at rest. But the hardest part of this game is saying goodbye, because the goal is to fulfill their last wishes and then every once in a while they're just like hey you know what my time is done can you take me to you know the, the the gate and uh and you do and you say goodbye and they have a designated uh button or option to hug them and it's uh so poignant and so amazing it's all hand drawn art as well the animation is just beautiful the character designs are unique and and rich and stella is this she is a black girl a black little girl which you do not Freaking finding games, man. <laughs> nope. Female and a person of color. Like this, just yeah. doesn't happen in games do, nearly as often. Do people as like they that should. exist? Uh, exactly. <laughs> like if you look at media, you would you would be very sad. Um, but it was awesome to see that character and and to see there's a story actually behind just the it, it, the the entire game is a metaphor for someone's real life and their experiences and how they went through. Um, yeah. I don't mean real life like as an actual person, but beyond the metaphor of, of Stella in this game, she represents a fictional Stella that is dealing with grief in her own way. It's a beautiful game. It's poetic, and it's one of a kind. It made me cry. Brian, it probably made you tear up too <laughs> at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Several of those – several of them were were very rough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Get out there and play it if, if you get a chance. I give this an easy five out of five sandwiches, and they're sandwiches that are just drenched in my tears. <laughs> that sounds gross. No. Yes. Yeah. There's like oh, no, just God. one single tear. No, 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 no. One single tear. You <laughs> didn't yeah. even notice it was there. You didn't even notice it was there. <laughs> but, you're, but you eat it, you're like, don't cry I don't know why. Food. This is kind of good. It's <laughs> a little snap in <laughs> I agree, Dear Troy. It's, it's definitely a 10 out of 10 when it comes to games.
1: Yeah, five out of five or Five sandwiches. out of five, I'd you say, yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, cool. So that will do it for our games. That brings us to our news segment. News, news, dun, news, dun, news, 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 dun, news, 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 And this week, Sony may have possibly leaked a whole bunch of release dates for upcoming games. They actually ended up doing it because they had a, a CES presentation. In case you don't know it, you don't know what that is. It's the uh, Consumer Electronics Show that's in Las Vegas, or normally is, but they have an online event this year. Uh, so they did a video presentation for it, and it showed a whole bunch of trailers for upcoming games. However, at the end of said trailer presentation, if you looked on like the fine print that it had in the middle, it had release dates for all of the games that they showed off. <laughs> I Hello? mean, they weren't like specific it was like you know horizon journey west is 2021 but like stray it had october 2021 oh, and a wow. couple other games that actually had the cool. months that they were going to be releasing people don't know if that's obviously it was not supposed to be there because uh, also on one of the games january was spelled wrong <laughs> <laughs> so they uh they ended up uh editing the video and removing all of the release dates and then also, I mean, it's 2021. What are release dates anyways, right? Yep. right. Like, exactly. Those are just a construct. <laughs> and you know what? In their defense, January's very hard to spell. There's like a U
0: it and is. an A and a Y and an X in there. It's so hard.
2: February is harder
1: to spell. February. February. Freb-ru-ru-ru-ru. It's like Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> what a um, man. A Wednesday
2: in February?
0: A Wednesday Ugh. in February? <laughs> we're like what have we become we're like one more sentence away from turning into a children's
1: like tv show (laughs)
2: that's that fine line that we travel down every week
1: yes (laughs) but uh speaking of release dates being a construct Hogwarts legacy has been delayed until 2022 sure this comes as no surprise, because obstacles such as COVID and the backlash of Cyberpunk being rushed, yep. just to name a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
2: said it was because they wanted to do more development, that they didn't want to rush the game, but I think they want to just put some space between their game and Rotling. <laughs> like, we'll just give it some time to let those comments seep into the the background of the internet before this game comes out.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting, so, but... One company is not letting those obstacles get in their way of putting out release dates, and that's Nintendo. New trailers for both Pokemon Snap and for Bowser's Fury came out this week, and Pokemon Snap even got a release date. Pokemon Snap will be out April 30th,
2: Um, which is way sooner. Oh
1: snap. Oh, sorry, babe. I missed you on that.
2: (laughs) Um, Oh snap. snap. Nice, babe. Thanks. Thanks, babe.
0: (laughs)
1: Did you guys happen to see the trailers by any chance? I yeah, did.
0: It reminded me so much Man. of Jurassic Park,
1: <laughs> like getting
0: <laughs> in that bubble and like going through this forest, and then I don't I don't know all the all the later Pokemon's, but something that looked like a Brontosaurus like shows up out of nowhere.
2: I kind of want to get out of the bubble. I hope that's an option at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually kind of conf- I'm a little confused as to what the game will be. It looks like it's just like the original. Pokemon Snap, where you're just on rails taking pictures, but part of me hopes with that like bubble feature that you can just roll around an open world yeah. trying to find animals where they are. That's my hope that it's updated. Mm-hmm.
2: Although, although it would be interesting to play a game that's on rails th- that is actually like on physical rails that yeah. that doesn't normally happen.
1: Not metaphorical rails. Not
2: metaphorical rails. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, for myself, I actually really enjoyed the Bowser's Fury uh, trailer. Uh, where Mario goes super saying at the very end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was
0: my favorite thing. Super Mario 3D World is a sleeper hit of a Mario 3D game. And it, yes. it, I think that came out for the Wii U and I don't know if a lot of people played it as much because it was, you know, on that system, but it's actually a really good freaking Mario game from a platforming level, you know, alone. Um and this this Bowser's Bowser's mad yo Bowser is he, yeah, mad yeah Bowser
2: looks pissed he mad
0: he mad yeah. he's so mad and uh, he looks awesome it's a it's about time that Bowser became scary again i feel like he's been getting a little too soft yeah, over the goofy. past few years yeah goofy, of fumbly too, goofy too much of a
1: dad <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah get him mad again let's do it oh yeah and then also in huge hype news Ubisoft announced a new open world Star Wars game I know Ubisoft who to thunk right open world game it's crazy <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, EA has actually previously had an exclusive deal for Star Wars games but that has come to an end uh, Ubisoft Massive will be making the game and they're the studio behind the division so I wonder how they're going to handle this because it, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting
2: Man, I wonder why Disney didn't want to keep that EA contract I,
1: say, <laughs> <sarcastically>. <laughs> I believe EA is still going to be making games for it. Uh, I just, it's just the exclusivity is, is gone. Is this where the Indiana Jones reveal came from? I believe so actually.
0: Yeah. Cause that sounds like fun.
2: Yeah. Bethesda. Yes,
0: it does. Hell yeah. I got a whip. I'm Indiana Jones or it could be lame. I don't know. Me and Amanda, we we, we rewatched those movies last year. They're really fun in camp movies. So they're, I, it could be really corny, but in like all the right ways.
2: They're super sexist. Super sexist. So yes. sexist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they got that 80s sexist charm yeah. to them. Yeah. It's got, it's got that 80s sexistness also set in the 40s, which also isn't a great time. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like doubling right? down on it. <laughs> it's
2: yeah. like, I'm mean to her because she deserves it, but she likes it.
0: how come all the protagonists gets their shirts ripped somehow (laughs) or their skirts why is this what's happening yeah
1: ah college days well uh (laughs) good luck with the game (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and then finally uh to end this hype-filled week a streamer got the record for most amount of people watching a stream oh and he didn't just get the record for an individual stream he also beat the record for entire games. What does that mean? So, let me explain what that means. So, the, so the streamer was uh, the Gref, or I'm sorry, yeah, the Gref, I, I, I think. What platform is this? Uh, this is Twitch. This is on Twitch. Okay. So, he's a Spanish streamer, though, and he managed to rack up over 2.4 million, million concurrent <laughs> viewers. That's a lot of emotes. That's a whole lot of emotes. And just to give you a you know, what in the realm this is, the previous record for a single stream was around seven hundred thousand people. Really? And then the previous record for a game entire category is two point three million, and that was Fortnite. So his single stream got more concurrent viewers than well, an entire game category. Every ever. single person that was streaming
0: Fortnite that day.
2: Concurrently. Correct.
0: Concurrently. Wow. What was
2: he streaming?
1: Yeah. So was it bug when, How it started. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> it was actually uh, the Taste of Dragons podcast. Oh, what? You listen Wait. to it in case that you not That makes it. sense. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, be prepared for an influx of viewers. Just let you but, uh, <laughs> uh His stream actually started off because he was showing off, funny enough, a Fortnite uh, skin that he was going to have in game. And so that's how the stream started out. And so he was showing that off, and then he got the uh, the most viewers like it was he was hovering around like six hundred and sixty thousand viewers or something like that yeah so then people oh they were like, noticed oh hey I hear this guy is 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 beating the record and then people were tuning in for that and then. You know, it got on Twitch front page. Oh and my then, goodness! You know, it just snowballed. It just
0: snowballed. Exactly. Oh my goodness! That's the best. That's gonna be a thing now. Yeah. Everyone's just gonna try to do that and try to break the neck r- Twi- the record for somebody else. Twitch was out of the news <laughs>
2: for too long, and they were like, "All right, let's get us back in the news." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, about tomorrow, we only has one million people watching.
2: Oh, yeah <laughs> <Lame-o. laughs>
1: That would have only been the record last week. (laughs) (laughs) Slacking. Right? Uh, And that'll do it for the news. However, we are doing a very special online shout-out this week. And Troy's going to be uh, bringing it to us. That's right. Make sure
0: to check us out throughout the week on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash taste of dragons. The Taste of Dragons Gaming Network is a group of friends, and we all individually take our own day of the week to create unique, fun, original programming. Unique and original, two ways to say the same thing, which don't make it unique or original.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cancel each
0: other out. Um but yes, we all take a different, and it ranges from, from fun, mindless murder fests, to thoughtful puzzle games, to classics like Metal Gear Solid, to brand new indies and co-op games on the weekends. So if we're looking for a way to find new games, hang out with new people, make sure to check out twitch.tv backslash Taste of Dragons. Say hi to us, drop a follow, we'll give you a high five, and we have stuffed animals of dragons that we'll hug. We'll hug right on stream. We'll hug them. I mean, some of us, if we feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also make sure to check us out on Instagram. Uh, That's where we have a lot of our postings of when we're doing things. So make sure to get us there at at Taste of Dragons um, on Instagram as well. And last but not least, we have a special uh, relationship on Twitter with indie developers that we are trying to cultivate to promote the independent game movement. Mandy is in charge of that Twitter account. Mandy, is there a game this week that you came across that you would like to highlight for the folks out there?
2: Yes, there is. Normally when I highlight games, they are on Kickstarter or they're in development and you and you can't get them yet. And I, and I realize that's such a tease. So this week, I'm going to highlight a game that's actually out. It's called Helltaker. And bonus for you guys, it's free.
0: Oh, dang. That's yes. an easy sell. That's yeah, a bonus absolutely. bonus.
2: Bonus bonus. It looks like a, a puzzle game that has some really cool demon art but the demon girls are super flirty and they like pancakes. So enjoy that. A Helltaker for free on itch.io.
0: Sweet. I'm all for that. Nice. Thank you very much, Mandy. Yeah, and that's it. Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. Come on and find us uh, and we'll see you out there
1: in the internet land. Back to you, Brian. That's right. Well, thank you, Troy. Now that brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic.
2: Mighty Morsel Tasty
1: Topic. Cha-cha. <sighs> And this week, you know, I'd like to like to talk about some, some things that normally don't get a lot of love. All of us have a controller if we've been playing consoles. And even if you're playing PC games, you might have an Xbox controller to play a game on there. You know, maybe like a Stardew Valley or something like that. And so there aren't many games, though, that come with different peripherals. You know, you have your guitar heroes, you have your every now and then you might get your DJ hero that has like turntables and stuff like that. But I was wondering, is there a is there a peripheral out there that people have just been missing out on? Is there a game, you know, something that you would love to see for a game that you've just never seen before? And, you know, I'd like to actually start us out. I would love to see like the cooking utensils from Cooking Mama. <laughs> I would love to That's see That's like good. a wok. You know, I'd like to see maybe like a, a little like bread form or something like that. I don't know. Something I think would just be hilarious what to actually if, interact with.
2: What if it's one of those little kid kitchens, but everything is interactive? Yeah. Like you have to put the pan on Boom, and you got to put go. the plastic like, egg in the pan yeah, and then like you got to like move it.
0: Like an easy bake oven, but it hooks up to your console. Oh,
2: easy bake oven would be even better because then you'd actually get food.
0: Ooh, damn. <laughs> Win-win. We're
1: just inventing the KFC console. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I would like to like, you know, something like that. Actually, I love that. The little play kitchen from for kids just, you know, maybe blown up a little bit just so it could be handled by adult hands. Done. That's it. Uh, no, I
3: think that's the trade-off. It shouldn't be held by adult hands. Everything <laughs> is harder because mama's got cute little hands. <laughs> You're absolutely
1: right. <laughs> it's very Uh tiny. But what about you do? Do you guys have uh, have anything that you have, would like to see out there?
3: I would
2: like a map. I would like <laughs> like uh, you know like a fifteen by fifteen flat piece of paper that I roll out, and it is the map for whatever game I'm playing. If I'm playing Red Dead and I'm doing collectibles, I want it to highlight all my collectibles. Ooh. If I'm playing Elder Scrolls and I'm looking for waypoints, I want it to highlight all my waypoints. Nice. I'm really I'm a big mini map person, but sometimes you look at the screen, you spend too much time looking at the mini map. But if I could just roll out this piece of technology that doesn't yet exist. Yeah. yeah, It would be great to just like, Oh, and then (laughs) I could like, like do the Apple touch touch to like zoom in and like spin.
0: Yeah. And we're not talking about like your tablet maps or anything like that, that you can just get or your iPhone maps. No, no, no. We want this to be like parchment, like new age parchment.
2: I want it to have a belt around it. So it's like a pirate map. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to go flap, flap. You know how you like... I'm I'm making hand (laughs) motions you can't see. But you know, you hold both sides of the map and then you go flip, flip to to make it like stand up straight. I want to do that, but with a video game map that changes.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That would be amazing. (laughs) Uh, This one's going to be a little weird. Uh, I probably won't be very happy with this, but I've always kind of wanted a... Like uh, a a smell o a smellometer oh. a smellometer something that I could like actually smell be in the game and like okay listen everyone's grimacing right now but hey wouldn't you want one in cooking mama wouldn't yeah, but, you want one in cooking but mama? zombie
2: <laughs> games exist
0: yeah but you can choose which game you want to play
2: oh no I don't think you should be
0: able to. <laughs> 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 what are you bring, <laughs> are you bringing out your map for like Doctor Mario
2: <laughs> yes I, I am very map focused. <laughs>
0: But I I think, you know, we're getting audio sense. You're getting um, uh, visual sense. What are the other senses that you you mess with? Taste and smell. I'm not quite there for tasting my games. But (laughs) (laughs) I think smelling might be a very interesting factor to help really get into that immersion. If I'm playing Red Dead, there may be some unpleasant smells that my horse makes. But you know (laughs) what? I may actually feel a little bit more like I'm there. I may turn it off afterwards, but I at least like the option.
2: Why do I feel like Ghost of Tsushima (laughs) would smell good?
0: Oh man, that's I want to smell that katana just Ah, cold steel.
2: I was thinking
3: more of like the wildlife, but <laughs> T- it, you feel that way because he actually takes baths a lot. <laughs> She's <laughs> like I the guess. only video game character that takes baths. Hey, Geralt oh my takes gosh. baths.
0: Every game would smell horrible because no protagonist takes baths except for Jin in Ghost of Tsushima and The Witcher.
1: The Witcher is noted for taking baths.
2: Every Harvest Moon game, you take a bath.
1: <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine Days Gone with Smell-O-Vision? Oh,
0: oh. 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 <laughs> oh the smell of like gasoline and rotted flesh. Oh. That's all it
1: would be. And then the zombies as well as your rotted flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to smell what under his hat would smell like. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> all right, Could you I'm imagine
1: gonna... what his motorcycle seat smells like? <laughs> All done. All right. You guys convinced me
0: it's a bad idea. Damn it. I was going to use it for like food and like flour, but no, y'all ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs>
3: I See, I, I'm glad you brought up the Witcher. I was really, I would like a peripheral that was different kinds of potions. So, like, with any game, if there was a power-up, the idea is that you would put, like, a liquid inside the thing. And and as you're taking a potion or something, you actually have to drink it so it knows how much of it you drank. And it it counts how much you drank so it knows how long to let the potion go for. Like, playing Phoenix Immortal, like, I would love to have two little, two or three little vials. And it's like, every time you had to do it, like, no, no, take another potion. Take another (laughs) potion. Like, you know, I thought it'd be really fun.
0: It would take all of five seconds before that peripheral is filled with liquor. (laughs) <laughs> yes that's exactly what At I our house. <laughs> you
3: guys are probably right
1: just straight tequila in there yeah that, that peripheral would be called getting hammered that's what that <laughs> peripheral would be
4: <laughs>
1: but you know I actually do think that's a a Pretty great invention. I like How it. How much can you drink? How much can you drink? Let's do it. Let's
3: you know, there could be specialty ones for different games. You know, you'd actually have a horn for Assassin's Creed Valhalla with a to put liquor in it and see if you can actually out drink the guy or the girl that you are out drinking. <laughs> yes.
0: And, 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 but also, even if we didn't put liquor in it, just putting water in it would actually be a good way to continue to stay hydrated because that tends to happen. There you you get into a game for so long and you're like, oh, crap, I'm not drinking or, or eating or whatever. You know, you stay there for too long.
2: I, I I think if you put alcohol in it, it would come with a Surgeon General's warning. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, and then what about you, Lewis? Uh-oh. Can you not hear us anymore, Lewis?
3: Hey, guys, this is Editor Joe stepping in for just a moment. Unfortunately, we had some very serious technical difficulties this week, and we lost Lewis's feed halfway through the episode. So you guys don't get to hear the really fun things he asked for in his peripheral. He wanted a bridle for a horse so that he could feel like he was actually riding a horse. Hopefully, that gives you a little context for the back half of the conversation you're about to listen to. Again, sorry about the technical difficulties.
1: So, so, so does the bridle come with a, an optional peripheral of the horseshoe as well, so you have to put it on? No,
2: no, if, if you're getting the bridle, you have to have the saddle. There's no way you're not going to sit in a saddle while holding the reins. You can't sit on a
3: sofa and that. hold I'll reins. What are you, Santa Claus? Wait, 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 wait! You could be, you could totally be on the sofa. You could be riding a stagecoach instead of an actual horse. That's true. That's true. Ah,
0: but like, there's
3: no
2: judgment here. All ideas are good ideas.
0: (laughs) I'm out here smelling my video game characters, so I think (laughs) I think we've way past that line. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Guys, what does cyberpunk smell like?
0: Mm, Just metal. Just like depends on where you are. I think. Very
2: dirty. They don't pick up the trash in the city. It's a thing. It's a storyline thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. all right then. But so okay, so you so is it just the uh, just the bit then? Is it just the bridle? Okay, just the reins. Okay, I like it. I, I would actually not. I don't know if I would buy it, but if it was given to me for free, I'd use it
2: without a saddle. <laughs> I ain't buying it.
1: To quote my favorite prophet of twenty twenty
0: one, who do you think you are, Santa Claus? <laughs> It's <laughs> a great line of entitlement. I'm going to use that it is. for many other reasons this year. Thank Who do you, you think Mandy. You are, Santa Claus? Who do you think you are, Santa Claus?
2: <laughs> Can't go to the front of the line. Who do you think you are, Santa Claus? <laughs> Walking around without a mask. Who do you think you are, Santa Claus? What do you mean you're
1: not doing the dishes? Who do you think you are, Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're not getting out of the left lane in front of me? You're going slower. Who do you think you are, Santa Claus?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it works for everything. <laughs>
1: It does. It works pretty well. It works pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I, I think that was a pretty fun, tasty topic. Uh, so, thank you guys. So, that'll do it for our Muddy Morsel tasty, tasty Topic. Ciao. Explosion. And now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. A-do, 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 a It's the Dragon of the Week. Oh, it's so sleek. It's the
0: Dragon of the Week. And it is chic. Dragon
1: of, dragon, of dragon, of dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week is a chance for us to shine a little light, show a little love to a creator, a composer, another C word, maybe a CEO. You know, anything that has to do with games. And this week, Troy is going to be bringing it to us. My dragon of the week
0: is William Dubay, the president and CEO of Thunder Lotus Games. And I can't wait to talk about him. Nice. Thunder Lotus has made three Vigigames games since its inception in 2014 uh, Jotun, a Viking action adventure game, Ooh. Sundered, a Metroidvania with a roguelike twist. And Spiritfarer, a management game that'll make you cry. After finishing Spiritfarer last week, I was so darn impressed by how unique it was that I had to find out how it came to be. And to do that, I had to shuffle my happy feet back to 2008, where I would find a bright-eyed French-Canadian dude fresh out of high school, ready to tackle the world. And when I say bright, yes, William Dubé was like, I don't know what's bright. Like the sun. What do we got? With, uh, I don't know. Some headlights. What's a, what's a bright? Th- a dot? I, I, I,
2: I think you can shine bright like a like a oh. diamond.
0: If I had to shine bright like one <laughs> precious metal, what would it be? This guy was bright as a stone. That sounds like an insult. He <laughs> no, was, he said diamond. <laughs> a diamond stone. Shined light. shine bright like a diamond. Um, because when he launched into college, he pursued a double major. One in computer science and the other in computer arts, which I think that combination is just known as video games. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) It boggles my mind because video games is not necessarily like something you can major in. In every school. or It's not very well known to be something you can major in. It doesn't have a lot of opportunities. So it, this person actually found the way to do it. Computer science. Put a little computer science in there. Get a little computer arts. Toss it in. Stir the big bowl. Get Brian's uh, kitty controls. <laughs> kitty cooking controls. And boom. You've got video games and a degree
1: in video games. And then, unfortunately, Chemical X was added.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> was that a programming joke? Were
3: the Powerpuff Girls born for Yes. Oh, well, that's
0: what he is. <laughs> no, I didn't watch Powerpuff Girl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about this guy, though, so that I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> So, uh, the first game that William made was actually a board game that he and some college friends developed. Completing this tabletop game taught William the most important thing about the industry, which was making games is hard. After school, he found a job working as a mobile game designer, making them phone games. He said that the best thing about working on mobile games as someone who was just starting in the industry is that you get to work through multiple projects very quickly. Essentially, it was like doing like reps at a gym. Now, I don't know if that's a good reference. because I haven't set foot in a gym, but I'm pretty sure that's (laughs) what I've been told. But also, he explained that the actual best part about working on a bunch of mobile games are all the friends that he met along the way. Like, but seriously, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Because I think pretty much all the people he worked with, he ended up hiring to be in his (laughs) game company (laughs) down the road. In 2014, he left the mobile game industry and laid out his plan for himself. It was A, get an original game funded on Kickstarter, or B, give up and go somewhere else to find work. (laughs) So he went for it. And you know what? It worked. It worked. What I like about this guy is the relationship that he fosters through transparency with his audience from the get-go. He actually released a post-mortem account of his entire Kickstarter process on his blog on Game of Sutra. Uh, The stats, the ups, the downs, the marketing, literally like the Excel sheets. Like he put it all out there for people to see, laid it bare in full detail, and it was utterly fascinating. Um, the most interesting insight that he had was noting that kickstarting a game is a full-time job by itself, which I hadn't really thought of. He thought mm-hmm. that he would be able to kickstart a game, you know, put the launch video up, and then over the next few months it'll make money, and then he can like start working on the design or whatnot. But every single day he had to be like, "Who can I? Who can I find? Who can I? What what news article? What uh, gaming journalist site can I get on? Um, what? Uh, how can I make this game more visible?" for the regular people to see so they can donate to this. It was a full-time mm. job.
1: And uh, and what game was this for? This was for his first
0: game, Jotun, the, the Viking nice. game. Okay. And the whole premise of Jotun is that you are a lady Viking who dies without glory. And as we learned in Assassin's Creed, a glorious death is everything. Like it's everything. So this game is about her post-life fight to defy the gods and will her way into Valhalla, one fight at a time. Like, damn it. I would have kickstarted that if I knew it existed at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. So that game came out in 2015. It was a commercial and critical success. Not like a smash hit or anything, but good enough that they were able to fund their next project with the money they made from it. Which is like the dream, right? You do the kickstarter. Oh, yeah. You, you get enough money from the people, but then your next game is able to fund your next game. which should fund your next game. That's... That's what it's about. Yeah. Their next game came out in 2017. It was called Sundered. Uh, it, yeah, it's a Metroidvania, but instead of the rooms of the Metroidvania being like locked where they are, which is my least favorite part about Metroidvania, is like remembering like, oh, I have to go back down this corridor and down here over there to get my power glove to go right back to where I came from. Every time you start over, or you die in this game. Those rooms switch, but the way you get to those rooms don't. Huh. So it's okay, okay. Yeah. So essentially, you you figure it out every time. The the rooms that you're looking for could be next to each other you just have to figure that out which is kind of exciting for someone who's been looking for a metroidvania to get into after this thunder lotus his game company continues to add more and more quality employees to his roster his style reminds me a lot of super giant games like you find a genre and you nail it like you really get the mechanics down in spirit fair it's a management game so while you're cooking the apple pie you're you're watering the flowers you're fishing and you, it all kind of comes together very well but then, what they do is they add a unique aspect to it. In Spirit Fair, it's the idea that you're taking people to the afterlife. For Supergiant Games with with, uh, Hades, it was a roguelike, but they added this Olympian god spin to it, this narrative to it. I read his blog that spanned about the last five to six years, and the genuine family vibe that he imbues with his team is just lovely. It's indie developers like this that I feel are the, the heart of the gaming industry, in my opinion. And my favorite part about indie developers is that a lot of them are just getting started. Like three games. I mean, they've done a lot in these last years. Three games is a huge undertaking, but just excites Mm -hmm. me to know that there's so many more games still in their wings, like just ready to step on stage. So with that, I want to give a warm hug to William Dubé and his team at Thunder Lotus Games. Thank you for making one of my favorite games this year. I can't wait to see what you make next, and I can't wait to now go and play your first two games that I sadly missed.
1: I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Nice, nice. Well, thank you, Troy. Awesome. Yeah, the uh, Jotun. I remember when it was on Kickstarter. Um, I didn't Kickstarter it because it's not, it, it didn't. It's not a really a game i normally play. Yeah. But it did look amazing, and so I, I was really happy that they did succeed. Yeah. In that that snowballed into what is now Spirit Fair. That's awesome. The cool hook of Jotun is the scale. It's an indie
0: game, but they give you these like Shadow of Colossus type boss fights yeah for uh, an indie game uh, on like a Mm -hmm. in a really beautiful way it's really neat what they're able to do even with the limitations of having a small team
1: yes absolutely all right well cool well unfortunately though that brings us to the end of this week's episode and you can find us online however if you wanted to do that Go to the middle of this episode because that's where we did it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do get a chance, make sure to go on to uh, whatever
0: podcast you're listening to—Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and leave us a rating, a review, any words you may uh, that you may want to leave, so we can help uh, figure out, you know, how we're doing this. You know, we've been doing this for a, right. a, over a year now, a year and a half now, but there's still a lot we we want to know. So uh, make sure to to get in there and let us know. We appreciate all that's your right. feedback.
1: Absolutely. And with that, brings me to, as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy.
2: I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe.
1: And we are... The Taste, taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Who
0: wants to smell my video game?
1: No. No. no Come thank on. Thank Who wants to cook with me?
0: No. Smell my video game. No.
3: Taste of Dragons, <laughs> gaming talk. podcast <laughs> for everyone's day.